Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. A uh, bit of a slow day today. Had some intraday volatility tied to some comments by the Fed's own Jay Powell, uh, who uh, really should not be allowed to carry a microphone. He's getting a little better, though. We're proud of Jay. He's getting a little bit better. But really, for the first year in office, they should have just unplugged his mic when it came time to, to give a speech. But uh, so far, so good. Jay's uh, sticking to what he's been saying, which is <clears throat> we're going to make sure on our side, meaning monetary stimulus, we're going to make sure that monetary stimulus continues. And now it's Congress's job and Biden's job to take care of fiscal stimulus. And they apparently have no interest in raising rates, at least yet. And they are perfectly fine with inflation running hot for an extended period of time, it sounds like. So that's all very good news. If you're, if you're, if you're bullish on the markets, if you like equities, we do. Uh, this is all very good news. Uh, but beyond that, again, kind of a quiet day today. We, we are reaching, and have reached, by the way, extreme overbought <clears throat> on the VRA investing system on every broad, U.S. broad market index. So that's Dow Jones, SP 500, NASDAQ, Russell 2000, all four based on stochastics, which is our, our really our favorite short-term momentum oscillator. I think it is for most people, really. Uh, a lot of these models that you'll read say you know, that have their own proprietary indicator of, of overbought and oversold. It's really about stochastics and the others as well. But stochastics, relative strength, uh, uh, money flows, and to a lesser degree, uh, MACD, moving average convergence, divergence. It's really about stochastics for short-term timing. At least it has been for me for most of my career, and it works pretty well. Well, right now, stochastics are redlining, as in extreme overbought, can't get much more overbought. It only goes to 100%, and we're 99%, uh, up to 99% on these four major indexes. So we're there, but, and this is important, because this is that bull market, right? This is that melt-up bull market uh, fed by $20 trillion in global stimulus just in the last 10 months, monetary and fiscal. And, of course, the uh, unprecedented growth in money supply, uh, not just in the U.S., but all over the world. Just in the U.S., $20 trillion also in nominal money supply growth. Again, never happened before, of course. Your bottom line is you got a lot of people with a lot of money in their bank accounts. A lot of cash is built up. People can't wait to spend that money when the economy reopens. And, of course, that's what's driving uh, stock prices as a discounting mechanism uh, ahead of corporate earnings really exploding higher. And so far, so good in fourth quarter. But, folks, everyone's really watching first and second quarter. This is what it has most excited about, uh, about the market, is, is really what's going to happen between uh, Q1 and Q2 because their comps to last year were so pathetic because of, of coronavirus insanity. But uh, so far, so good with the Fed. What, what we like about these days where the markets don't do much is that really, pretty quickly, by the way, starts to uh, take down those overbought indicators on the, on the oscillators. And really, in just a couple of three days of this kind of action, you can be fueled up and ready to go again. And uh, we also noticed, by the way, that today, for example, the Fear and Greed Index, one of our, you know, one of our two or three favorite sentiment indicators we like to watch, is now is only reading 62. Now, 62 is a level of greed, so investors are getting more bullish and more greedy, but you know we're nowhere near the 90 plus range, which is where this 
particular sentiment survey index tends to go before we have trouble. And right now we're at 62. We got a long way to go to get to 90 plus. And we're seeing really kind of the same thing in other sentiment readings as well, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, folks, because here we are, here we have this massive bull market, basically 100% gains a year uh, from, from, from this time uh, last year to now, uh, 180 to 100% gains in our broad market indexes. And yet the public still does not trust this rally. As a contrarian, it makes you, it just makes you salivate, really. It makes, it, it makes you realize that because until the public comes back in this market, until the public comes back in and they're head over heels greedy, until the public comes back in, so you get in your Lyft, you get in your, we prefer Uber, you get in your Uber, we, we own and recommend that stock. So we prefer Uber and Uber Eats. You, you should do it as well. Let's get this stock price uh, going higher for us. But until your favorite Uber driver, taxi driver, what have you, starts telling you what their favorite stocks are, we're not there yet. Uh, now, we'll tell you, our youngest son and his friends, they are back. They are in the markets. I mean, these are young, mid-20-year-olds, uh, and, of course, Tyler as well, but he's, he's a little bit older, and he's in the business. But uh, these, this young generation of millennials, they are in the market. They're, they're in it to win it. So that's the kind of thing that we need to see a lot more of, again, before we get to a point where we have excessive greed. All right, let's tell you what the markets did today. Again, kind of a quiet day. Dow Jones uh, was, uh, we, we got hit pretty hard. It's pretty hard. It's all relative, but we, we got hit intraday. Dow Jones uh, sold off. NASDAQ sold off well over 100 points, negative. Uh, but the Na- Dow Jones finished up with 62 points of gains at a new all-time high, closing at 31,437. Our other indexes just barely off all-time highs, but, but, but each was negative today. SP 500, fractionally negative. Russ 2000 down 7 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 35, that's a quarter of 1%. NASDAQ just back below. Uh, well, intraday went above 14,000 for the first time, closing now at 13,972. Um, okay, let's take a look at the uh, indicators today that we'd like to uh, talk about here underneath the hood. The uh, internals, which have just been rock solid, unbelievably strong. Not so much today, but again, it's this is the, the pause that we think the pause that refreshes. You know, as long as the internals hold up and our key leadership stocks continue to hold up, uh, we, we just like to buy dips. That, that's just, a, you know, um, BTFD, right? BTFD. Uh, advanced decline today. NASDAQ was negative by about 500 ish, issues. No big deal there. Uh, NYSE was flat on advanced decline. Volume, flat, NYSE, slightly positive. But again, NASDAQ, better than two-to-one positive on, on volume. And I know a lot of people are talking about these SPACs, special purpose acquisition vehicle, uh, 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 companies, and what they're really doing to kind of skew a lot of these internal readings. You may have read something about this as well. Frankly, I don't like to rationalize uh, the, uh, the, the indexes or the indicators uh, for us, uh, that's uh, the market. The market sorts all that out. But you know, these stacks do have not just common stock, but they all come with units and warrants as well, and those all trade. And so they're tracked as well, and they do skew some of these indicators. But I'll remind people that if they were really skewed, then guess what? We'd see it on the downside too. It's a two-way street. So when we have down days, these indicators should flip negative, and that's just not happening. So. We, we like the, the macro picture here, the indicators, uh, the uh, uh, internals 
continue to point to a market that wants to go higher. And we certainly see it again in, in new 52-week highest lows. I'm sorry, folks. I, I just never seen anything like this. this is, these are readings that, uh, you know, you have to go back a long, long time to, to find these kind of massive moves higher in the market. Of course, we're there. But new 52-week highest lows today came in at 995 companies hit new 52-week highs to just 22 a new 52-week lows. Again, some of those are double and triple count from the SPACs. I get it. But still, these are great internals. We are going to take it and just walk on with a smile on our face. Uh, in our sector watch today, we had of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had seven finished higher, excuse me, seven finished lower, four finished higher. No big shakes from the downside, really. Consumer discretionary was down nine-tenths of one percent. On the upside, energy, oil continues to power ahead. A new 13-month high today. Energy stocks today as a sector were up 1.8% today. Been really powering ahead. We think that move continues. Tyler got into that for you yesterday as well. Supply and demand, along with really what's happening underneath the surface. Uh, with the, you know, the left needs. The left needs oil at 100 plus. That, for, for their alternative energy to work, that's what they need. And we think it's going to hit there in you know, 12, 18 months, something like that. Communication services up six tenths of one percent. Real estate also higher by six tenths of one percent. And finally, today let's look at our commodity watch. Uh, gold today, you know, gold has been moving higher. We'd like to see it really pop out here again with the dollar week. The so much stimulus is it, it, again not just in the U.S. but so much funny money. You know, this fiat currency, paper money, uh, really worth what it's printed on. It, is uh, it's been so much printed. They're, they these these major money center banks have colluded to keep gold and silver prices down for so long. You know, if you're new to this story, I'd encourage you to go check out GATA. That's G-A-T-A, Gold Antitrust Action Committee, G-A-T-A.org, and uh, follow their work. They've, they've proven uh, that this is happening. Silver and gold both being shorted, illegally shorted. Uh, but, uh, you know, when the, when the largest, when the most powerful cartel on the planet decides to do something, who's going to stop them? And that's really what's happened here. We still love gold and silver. We think the manipulation ends at some point, and we've got to own this group. Remember, last year, silver led the way. Silver was up 54% last year. Uh, it, it, out, it outperformed every U.S. index except for NASDAQ. So uh, we, uh, we like this group a lot. Gold today, again, up $5 an ounce at 1843. Silver down 32 cents an ounce at 2708. Copper, a new, what is this now, uh, almost nine-year high now. Copper uh, up uh, 1.4% today at 377 a pound. All these commodities are, are steamrolling uh, in what looks to be the birth of a new global commodity super cycle. These last about 12 years on average, folks. Powerful moves. This is early. Matter of fact, it's prob probably in the first few months of this one. So stay tuned for that. This could be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, oil today was flat. Again, hitting though what uh, what is this now a 13 month high at the 58.41 a barrel. And finally, Bitcoin down 2600 at 44.545. Folks, as always, thank you for joining us. Please join us full time at vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.